Welcome back to Round Guy Radio. It's Hinshaw Trailer Sales of Richland, Iowa presents high school baseball in Southeast Iowa. And we are on the phone with one of the most successful schools in uh, the area or in the entire state, Mid Prairie, Coach Kyle Mullet, uh, baseball coach. Welcome to the program. Thanks for having me. So I see, uh, I saw a poll yesterday, Scotty Melvin pointed out to me that you guys were rated fourth in the state. Uh, How's the season going, and have you played some competition that, that's catching the, the voters' eyes? Uh, yeah, um, <clears throat> season's been going pretty good. Um, I believe we're 6-2 and two now. Um, yeah, we've, uh, we've played some good teams. Um, we like to, you know, in the offseason when I'm scheduling these games, uh, besides our conference, which is a pretty good schedule in our conference there, um, pretty good teams that we got with Durant Wilton and uh, Northeast Goose Lake and Animosa and Comanche and them other bigger schools. But outside of the conference, you know, we like to play the bigger schools of 4A and 3A. Um, we started the year off with a win against 4A Muscatine and got a good win against a tough 2A Waynesburg team. Um, uh, another good win against Fairfield, be a 3A school. Uh, tonight we got a big matchup with uh, Solon High School would be a 3A school. Um, we like to play the better teams in our non-conference to get ready for the for the tournament run. So, Well, I want to talk about your team, Coach, but I want to hear a little bit more about you first. Uh, tell me about your baseball journey and how it led you to become the head coach of the Mid-Prairie. Uh, yeah, um, you know, coach of baseball was – uh, just one of those things that kind of just happened for me, I guess. Um, you know, played a couple of years of college ball, um, came back to my hometown here. I graduated from Mid Prairie. Um, when I came back that summer, um, I took a year off and was working. And at the high school there, um, Coach Andy Griner took his first year, took the head job there. And when he came on to the program, he, he gave me a call and see if I wanted to coach some baseball. And, I was fresh out of college and agreed to it and enjoyed it. Started from there and just fell in love with it. Um, was Andy's Andy's assistant coach for five years there, and um, then he he left and and I took over. So um, really enjoy it. Really love the guys. Uh, great school, great community, and great program. Well, you must feel a little pressure. It's almost like coaching the New York Yankees. I mean, the the football team has tremendous success. The basketball team has tremendous success. You got great golfers and tra- and the girls track and all these amazing things. Special ed kids even do a great job at the state tournament. So you, there's pressure to win there, isn't there? Uh, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't know if it's necessarily pressure. Um, you know, we just have such a great community. You know, the other programs having success and stuff. Um, I, I feel like it all just kind of goes hand in hand. Um, you know, it's great to see them other programs have the success that they do. And, and when another program can have success, uh, it kind of it feeds off. You know, when the basketball team makes a state tournament run like they did this year, and we got a lot of basketball players on our baseball team, you know, I think it carries over. Um, it carries over that competitive edge. And, and the guys, they want to they wanna do it in every sport. They want to have success in what they're doing. So I think it's not necessarily a pressure, but it's, it's definitely a – a help when when everybody can have success well you you are having success and we really want to uh, commend you for you know this fine showing that you've had this year and you are you know on that level with the rest of the teams and and you're meeting ex- expectations uh, but uh 
Uh, let me ask you about a game that you played it in Fairfield. I didn't get a chance to see it, but I talked to Andy Kretzinger about it, and it seemed like a pretty exciting win. And uh, Fairfield's a, a fairly a decent ball team, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we went down, and uh, we always like to um, play Fairfield every year. You know, Coach Allison does an excellent job with that program down there, and we have a great relationship. Really enjoy playing playing games against him. Um, you know, went down there and got a solid win for us. You know, we uh, it was a close game, hard fought game. You know, Fairfield's a good ball team down there. Uh, they got some they got some good players, and and we're able to come out on top. Well, you mentioned uh, you had some two-sport athletes, maybe some three-sport athletes. I talked to some other coaches, and, and, and that's exactly what they say they're looking for. They're looking for that uh, multi-sport athlete. Uh, do you think that's a plus? Yes, by far. Uh, you know, I uh, I coached a little college ball there for a couple of years, and, um, you know, that was one thing we are looking for as, you know, as college recruiter, uh, recruiters, you know, looking for guys to be on our team was the multi-sport athletes. And, you know, the go- same goes for – for what I'm looking for with our baseball players, you know, when those guys can go out on the football field or the basketball court and compete year round, um, rather than focusing on one sport, you know, uh, having that competitive edge on the baseball field trumps, trumps talent a lot of times. Um, you know, if you're not, if you're not able to go out on the baseball field and be, you know, competitive and, and confident in yourself, um, where you can learn that from other sports, uh, it really helps. Well, uh, I want to talk about your team's offense, but before we do that, I want to go through the defense, and before we do that, I want to go through the pitching. Talk to me about about the their pitching rotation and, and uh, how these guys are setting into their roles. Yeah, um, you know we've got um, we've got about our three or four main guys there. Um, we've been uh, we got three of our guys that we we kind of know for sure who are our guys. You know, Alex Bean, Colin Miller, and uh, Carson Grout. They're kind of our work horses there um our fourth you know brock harlan's fit into that role uh uh, brady weber's kind of been back and forth with him on that um we kind of run four guys um we like to think pitching is a strength of ours um we have a lot of depth there um got a lot of decent pitchers and and those guys have been doing an excellent job um you know at this point uh mid-season it's about staying healthy um you know we're it's a long season and we're trying to get into the groove here and and just being able to manage those guys and stay on top of it well how many games do you play in a typical week uh this week we're gonna play six uh next week we got five and and so it's definitely booked up how many pitchers you think you'll have to the, the staff will have to rely on for uh to get through six games in a week yeah, I mean, we definitely um, – there'll be some guys that probably throw tonight uh, early on, and then we'll expect to see them back uh, on, on Saturday, uh, you know, being smart with the pitch counts and, and limiting those so they can pitch uh, twice in a week. Um, definitely, you know, it's – we like to think that it takes at least two guys per game, uh, you know, if not three sometimes, uh, set up guy and then somebody to come in and close it out. Uh, Kane Brown's been kind of our closer this year, um, doing an excellent job, so – you know, we look, we look for our starters to go, you know, a good four to four to six innings for us, uh, hopefully on a good outing, uh, you know, so then we can get into our pen and have somebody come in and uh, finish it down. It can make some tough pitching decisions. You got a guy out there that's doing a good job, but you're counting his pitches and you're thinking, wow, if I pitch him some more, he's going to, I can't use him, you know, in a couple of days. So uh, you think you'll have some tough decisions this week then? Yeah, yeah, I think that'll probably come into effect, um, you know. But we also like to uh, 
we like to take this day by day. Um, you know, if we're if we're playing tonight, we got Solon tonight. And, um, we got uh, Mount Pleasant on Friday. We're thinking about Solon right now. Uh, you know, in the game, the decisions we make, we do still have to stick with um, focusing on winning that game and doing whatever it takes to win that game. So, uh, but you still have that balance of kind of looking ahead a little bit of being smart with what decision you do make, but then also focusing on that night and that game that you're Well, I think maybe one of the most important things to a pitching staff on the whole is the backstop. So uh, who are your catchers? Who calls a good game? Who blocks pitches well? Who's got a good arm? Yeah, um, we've got two of our main guys. Uh, Brock Harlan's our – he's our workhorse back there. Brock's a sophomore. Um, I, I really firmly believe he's, you know, the best catcher in the conference. If not, could be – one of the best catchers in the state by far. Um, Brock's arm is, is, is unreal. Uh, you know, he's been making a lot of backdoor picks, uh, clear down to second base and, and first base on runners leading off and getting big leads and things like that. And, you know, his baseball IQ is just, is just unbelievable. You know, I don't even have to, um, normally as coaches, sometimes we, we like to call the pitches to kind of help control the game a little bit better, a little better decision-making, but, I don't have to worry about that with Brock and our guys. Um, they can handle it. Uh, Brock is, you know, he's been doing an excellent job calling the game for us with his arm and, and how he blocks the ball. He's just a complete all-around catcher. and He can swing it well, too. It's two-hole for us. Uh, does an excellent job. Uh, our, our backup catcher is Tyler Helmuth, and Tyler's uh, – he gets in there when, when Brock is catching. Tyler's a senior for us. Uh, he does an excellent job as well. Uh, been around the game a long time. Been playing – Slow kid and also good baseball IQ um, does an excellent job for us. So we we really think our um, our catching position is that is a big strength of ours and really the backbone of our team. Well, I really, regardless of what uh, talents the other players have, I just can't see you be seeing uh, very many top five teams in the state not having an elite catcher. Would you? I uh, yeah, I completely agree. Yep. Well, uh, I, I always like to start in the outfield on defense because I, I think it's the most underrated and underappreciated aspect of defense. And I just think that the outfield defense is uh, extremely important. And uh, the outfield play in both games that I've, I I go to see a, a rivalry game each week and the outfield uh, defense seemed to make the difference in both of those games. So t- tell me about your outfield defense. Who's got speed? Who's got range? Who's, you know, Who's got a good arm out there? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, our outfield's led by senior Will Kavanaugh. Uh, Will's been starting center field for us for three years now. Um, you know, he really takes charge out there in center field. Um, he's he's really taken, uh, you know, we got our other, our right fielder would be Colin Miller. Colin's a, a junior for us, one of our main pitchers. Um, he has the best arm out of all of them. Uh, you know, just throws a throws the ball the right way and, and is able to do his form and his, and his crow hop um, correctly and, and really has been able to been a threat for us in right field with the runners, uh, being able to control the run game. Um, those two guys have really taken um, – Brady Weber is a true freshman starting, starting left field for us. Uh, those two guys have really taken him under his wing and, and really coached him up and, and looking out for him. Uh, you know, Will Kavanaugh is a senior captain and, and – has really shown Brady a lot. Uh, Brady's a real deal. Um, you know, he's he's a true freshman. Earned a varsity role over some some older sophomores and juniors for us. Um, Brady's been doing an excellent job. Uh, you know, getting the ball in. You know, with our with them three guys uh, and Alex Bean is kind of our fourth outfielder there. Um, 
don't have to worry about them. I mean, they're tracking down balls and, and, uh, you know, the last three years, I would say, um, the outfield position, you know, the defensive part, like you've been talking about how important it is. I would say that's something we have struggled with, um, with the athletic ability of our outfielders and, and really controlling the, the air traffic out there. Um, these three guys really get after it and they do an excellent job. Well, let's talk about your corner infielders, your first baseman and your third baseman. And uh, I know it's probably a series of guys because of pitching changes and it moves, a, moves different defenders around different places, but, but who do we got on the hot corner? Yeah. Um, so our starting first baseman is Kane Brown. Uh, Kane is actually, he's the most athletic guy in the field for us. Um, Kane is, He's a big track guy. Uh, does a lot of high jump and stuff very, very long jump and high jump uh, in the track, uh, track tournaments and things like that. Uh, he's, our, he's our leadoff guy. He's our fastest guy. Um, typically, you see a guy like that probably be playing the outfield for you. But uh, Kane is Kane's our first baseman, and we um, his athletic ability and the balls that and errors that he saves us over there um, from him being so athletic, you know, jumping in the air, scooping balls, those type of things. Uh, he's a great fit for us. Um, he's, you know, like I said, the amount of errors and overthrown balls that he stops or makes a play on and maybe turns into an out, um, saves us big time, saves us with them runs and stuff like that. Um, Alex Bean is also helping out over there when Kane's, uh, closing the game for us and pitching. Um, he does an excellent job. Same, same type of thing. Uh, athletic kid, uh, does an excellent job for us um over at third base we got uh dylan henry uh dylan's a newcomer uh this year was kind of that was kind of our biggest hole this year uh carson grout um our our shortstop this year was our third baseman last year and he bumped over to the shortstop position and so that was kind of our hole we didn't really know um who's going to fill that role at third base and uh dylan and a few other guys were in contention for it um, but Dylan really proved himself. Uh, he really swings the bat really well, and and that's really what's got him there. Uh, you know, his defense is coming along just great. He's doing an excellent job over there and really fitting the role great. Well, uh, let's talk about the the middle infield. Now, we, I always think, you know, you're, the most important thing is is being strong up the middle. You've got a really strong catcher. You've got a really strong center fielder. What do we got at shortstop and second base? Uh, yeah, um, that's well, I really brag on our guys, um, but I, I, our middle infielders guys are phenomenal. Um, you know, I, I really think our middle infield is one of the best in the state. I really do. Uh, Carson Grout's our shortstop. Carson uh, uh, is a real deal. He's, uh, he works hard. Uh, great arm over there. Uh, you know, he's throwing in the 80s across the diamond there. Um, he's touching 92 on the mound for us. Um, has a great arm, great attitude, works hard. Um, just make a lot of plays that that other kids can't um, had a had a beautiful diving stop ball in the gap the other night to throw out a kid that um, almost like a major league play. You don't see too many high school guys making that type of play. Um, so the amount of our field fielding percentage, you know, is just phenomenal. And I, I believe that comes from him and also our second baseman, uh, Cameron Pickard. Uh, Cameron's a junior, uh, excellent feet, good hands, good glove. Um, mechanically is one of the most sound kids I've ever seen. Uh, works so hard. Uh, you know, doesn't have the best arm, but his footwork and, and his ability to get rid of the ball quick, uh, turning double plays and things like that makes him, makes him pretty lethal. Um, so, yeah, we like to think our, our middle infield compete with the best of them. You know, a lot of people don't know this, but the second baseman has the most difficult throws. Uh, 
nobody else has to run to their right and then throw to their left, you know, right. like a second baseman does. Well, it sounds like you, you, you've got a really great starting lineup, but everybody knows you need utility players. So talk to me about some of your fill-in players and maybe some of the, some of the bench that, that you can count on to help win games. Yeah, yeah. Um, we got some young guys, you know. Um, we got some young guys like Blake Swart. Uh, Blake's a true freshman. Blake's been coming in and running bases for us. Uh, another very, very solid outfielder for us. Um, anytime we need a fifth outfielder um, coming out there, you know, he's he's a natural. Um, he's, he's a true freshman. Sometimes you worry about them guys being out there, but uh, he comes late in the games and goes out there and does an excellent job for us, fits right in. Uh, Landry Gienrich is another one running bases for us. Uh, into the game you know we can put him at third put him at the outfield wherever we need to put him uh you know also pitches does an excellent job um bowen burmeister is another one um bowen's an infielder and pitcher uh he got his first first outing the other night relief spot against tipton uh friday night um came in and closed the game out uh through two scoreless innings with i think three or four strikeouts did an excellent job of course well it seems like you know, one of your strength of your team sounds like it's depth yeah. Well, well, let's get it. We can't win games without scoring runs, and uh, I think you have been scoring some runs. You've been barreling up some balls. Tell me about some of – first, let's talk about some of your contact hitters, some of your on-base hitters, the guys that got some speed, maybe make some good base running decisions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, um, our hitting is uh, kind of been through a – I would say we'd have a slow start. Um, really haven't been hitting the ball we've wanted to wanted to be um you know we've been putting the ball in play keeping the strikeouts down uh you know guys trying to reach base on base percentage um as a team we've done an excellent job of you know putting the ball in play but we need to start turning those into hits and more hard hit balls um instead of having these pop-ups and and weak ground balls and things like that we need to just execute a little more i believe with our process you know sticking to what we're doing uh that's going to come um so have we've had a slow start here the first couple weeks um, just haven't been able to produce the runs that we really wanted to um and i think it's gotten us in some binds um there in some close games uh you know we lost one run by to west branch there just weren't able to produce um also late in the game against Durant, lost by one run had the bases loaded with one out couldn't push a run across to to tie the game so you know some execution things that we hope to kink out and you know i'm glad those things are happening to us right now um we want to be full go firing on all cylinders come tournament time and that's the goal and where to be uh you know some individual guys you know kane brown leads us off for us um you know kane's always a threat to to do a drag bunt, um, you know, he's hitting 400 something there. Um, does an excellent job, you know, getting on base. You know, he's he's one of those guys where he can hit a ground ball to third baseman or shortstop, and, and you better get rid of it because he's going to beat the throw out. I don't know how many times this year um, that's happened. He even hit a ground ball to second baseman the other day who filled it cleanly and beat the throw out. A very fast kid, um, big threat at the leadoff for us. Um, the two hole, you know, Brock Harlan, he's kind of our next guy. He's our contact guy, you know, always getting on base. His on base percentage is, is unreal. Does an excellent job um, getting on base ahead of Carson Grout, who's in our three hole to drive him in. Um, you know, Carson's got an electric bat. Um, he's had a slow start at the beginning of this year, hitting some hard line drives and things like that. Right two guys. Um, his average ain't the best, uh, you know, but he's putting the ball in play, and, and with time, it'll start to come. So. Well, you know, you mentioned uh, you had a kid that could bunt. You know, the, a lot of people think that uh, bunting is a lost art, but it is not a lost art in uh, Southeast Iowa because every single coach I talk to has a secret weapon 
of a guy that can bunt. And uh, I think it's an important aspect of the game, and I'm glad that they're learning that uh, you guys are, are, are still incorporating that aspect of the game into the game. Well, who's got uh, who's got some power? Who's driving in some runs? Who, who's your RBI guys? Uh, RBI guys are, you know, Carson Grau, Brock Harlan, uh, Dylan Henry in the five hole, um, Alex Bean hits in the fourth hole. Them guys have been really producing for us. Um, those are, you know, they're in those spots, you know, the four and five hole, we like to think um, those are the guys that are going to produce the runs there. Uh, and even the three hole, uh, Carson Grau behind our top two leadoff guys. Um, been doing an excellent job. Um, you know, those are kind of our power guys there. So, uh, Tell me about this next six games that you're going to play and what the pitching matchups are going to be and where the home and away games are. Yeah, um, tonight's a big one. We're going to play 3A Solon at home here. Um, see Carson Grout on the mound probably there. Um, still got a decision to make. Carson, uh, Carson's been invited to the uh, PGA, um, or not PGA, Perfect Game uh, All-American Showcase out in North Carolina. So he, he's actually leaving us on Friday. Saturday to go for that. Um, so I think Carson will probably start tonight, um, which normally Carson would probably start midweek um, for us a little later. Um, so we'll get him going tonight, and we'll see Alex uh, Colin Miller tomorrow night against a good Regina team, conference matchup at Regina on, Tuesday, on Wednesday. Um, that'll be a really tough one. Regina's got some got some good wins under their belt this year, um, beating a good Animosa team, uh, a Durant team last week. Um, so that'll be a good matchup there. And then on Thursday, we'll, we'll have Alex Bean. We go up to Cascade, face a very, very tough Cascade team out of the northern half of our conference there. Um, Cascade's really swinging it right now. It'll be a really good competition for us. Um, we'll have them on Thursday with Alex. And then on Friday, we'll play Mount Pleasant home there. And then, uh, on Saturday, we'll finish up the week. We're going to go play the big dogs. Uh, we're in the North Scott tournament um, on Saturday. Uh, our first game is against Cedar Falls, who I believe is sixth ranked or seventh ranked in 4A there. Um, be a really good test for our guys. Um, after that, you know, we play the winner of North Scott and Burlington, Notre Dame. So good opportunity there for us to face, uh, you know, a couple of the top 4A teams in the state and get some good competition in well, I definitely agree that taking your guys up against uh, better talent is the only way uh, to improve them. You know, I mean, you, you play up to the talent you, or you play down to the talent. You know what I mean? And so uh, I, I, I commend you on that. Now, our program uh, picks out a game each week. We consider a rivalry game and then we come and uh, interview people on the sidelines and hopefully some of the coaches and some maybe the player of the game and and uh, maybe some other coaches for some other sports while we're there. Uh, when would be a good rivalry game that you guys have coming up, something that you've got circled on your calendar that might work out good for us to come see your team? Yeah, you know, uh, I, I really – short notice, but I really think tonight um, for Solon, um, you know, Solon and Mid-Prairie Baseball have been um, two long history program teams. Uh, you know, it goes back to when I was playing. You know, we've been back and forth. We had a huge battle with them. Uh, last year at Solon, we came out on top. Uh, great game. And the year before that, had another battle at our place where we fell short. Um, but you know, that rivalry goes back to um, my days of playing back in the you know, early 2000s when Solon had their stretch there where they won the Class 2A and 3A titles. And, you know, we battled them. We lost to them in um, the district final game. And, and 
uh, the year after in, in another district game. So, you know, there was always always a big battle and rivalry there. You know, in season we'd play them and go back and forth. Um, so, you know, I that's always been a good good matchup for us. Um, every time we play them, it feels like postseason. Um, tonight we got a packed ballpark night. Um, we're we actually got uh, Flame and Flips barbecue coming to cater the game. Oh, you are tempting me. Yeah, <laughs> so we got that that tonight. Uh, we're doing a fundraiser. We're trying to get a new infield done, uh, redo our infield next year. Um, so we're raising money for that. So we got the barbecue going, and I think there'll be a big crowd there and uh, be a good ball game. Well, one of the biggest decisions Scotty Melvin and I have to make is where we're going to get our hamburgers. So, and we, we kind of judge the concession stands a little bit too, but, uh, yep. but, uh, so talk about the atmosphere at the ballpark and, uh, is the ballpark attached to the school or is it somewhere else? Uh, yeah, uh, it's at the high school there. Um, we, we really like to take pride in, in our, um, in our facilities. Um, we, we, we feel like we've got an excellent place to play some baseball. We host a lot of district games, uh, you know, it, most of the district tournament last year, um, you know, we've got kind of a neat scene there um, where this, where the baseball's kind of down in a, down in a hill there. We've got a bunch of shade trees. Um, people come to our place. They really like to bring their lawn chairs and stretch out. We don't, we've got one set of bleachers there, but I don't think anybody sits in them. Uh, we've kind of got our terraces there uh, behind home plate that, uh, that people sit in their lawn chairs and get comfortable. Um, it's just a great atmosphere. Um, not crowded and really spread out and good view. Well, that, 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 I'm, I don't know. We, we went to the Sigourney Kyoto game in Kyoto and they had a wonderful atmosphere and completely packed. Then we saw, uh, it was Mount Pleasant. They were playing at Washington last week and a uh, huge crowd. And just exactly as you describe it, although there was people in the bleachers, but there was a massive amount of people, even in the outfield, you know, it looked like they're yeah. sitting there. Federation bank was there with their flame broiled uh, burgers. So, uh, I can't wait to get up there. We'll find a, a week that you guys are there because we definitely want to see your team. And uh, uh, it's been a, been a great interview. We've been talking to Mid Prairie Golden Hawks baseball coach Kyle Mullet and his number four ranked uh, team that's uh, about midway through the season. They're, they've got a big, big week ahead of us. And uh, thanks for your time. Is there anything we didn't get to talk about that you wanted to talk about? No, I don't think so. I think we covered it pretty well. So. Well, congratulations, Coach. Thanks, uh, thanks for uh, you know the school. I don't want to thank your school because whether you want to get an education or you want to be in the FFA or you, you, you're thinking about a career at IT or you want to have a great athletics program, Mid Prairie is not just one of the best schools in the area or one of the best schools in Iowa. This is one of the best schools in the world, and it's all because of the community support between Wellman and Kelowna and all this area. And I know that they're getting kids from every school district around because that's where their parents want want their kids at. So thanks for being part of that tradition, and thanks for being on the show, Coach. Yeah, thank you. This is Brown Guy Radio with news you can use. It won't give you the blues. And one more time, I want to thank Corwin Henshaw at Henshaw Trailer Sales for making, uh, making this coverage possible.